Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. This is your roundup of some of the weirder tech, sciencey, weird, nut stories from all over the world. And the first one is very exciting because if you've ever wanted to go to the moon, I suppose we have to be faced with the reality that unless you're a billionaire, you're probably not going to have the cash to take any of these space flights that are coming up. But hopefully in the next few years, I say few, maybe 20 years, we might be able to go. Yeah, like Virgin Galactic, Richard Branson has that thing he wants to send people into space on a like... It's like 250 grand for a ticket, so if you have that, maybe you could go. But fear not, you can take your spit and send it to the moon. What? Yeah, this is this is really exciting and really fun. So a company called LifeShip has just launched a Kickstarter campaign. And what they will do for $100 is send you out a DNA kit and a swab, and you will swab your mouth, yeah. send it back to them. They will then take that DNA from the saliva, preserve it in an artificial amber, bang it onto a rocket, and send it to the moon. So your saliva goes to space or to the moon, but you don't? Yes. So a part of you will live on the moon for the rest of time. For that 100 quid. cannot be true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The idea behind this is the guy who founded this company, the LifeShip founder, Ben Haldeman. Now, I'm always very conscious of giving my DNA to a private company. You know, there's, there's 23 and Me, and there's a photo, other ones, Ancestry.com, where yeah. they're building a database of DNA and Next people realise... there'll be another Cormac. Literally, your double will be around. Yeah, you're like, what's going on? They're replicating. Cloned. But I, I, part of me feels a bit awkward about that, because now people have all of your data, but they have your biological data as well, which is a little bit like, ooh. And on like 23 and Me and Ancestry, Ancestry.com, certain people have figured out that their parents aren't their parents. Oh, God, how weird would that be? I know, yeah, they kind of realise that, oh, hang on, why am I related to that person, you know, if they're on the database? So there's been mad stuff with that. It's very interesting, obviously, but if you are up for this and you want to send your spit into space, you can do so. They want to do it because they want, in the event that mankind has been wiped out from obviously living the days we're living right now, and we get wiped out and we become extinct, they hope to preserve human DNA on the moon. So if another civilization comes along and can pick it up and go, ah, these ah, were the lads that wrecked there. the gaff over there. We're like, sorry, sorry. That bad. would be kind of cool, though, if they came across your saliva in hundreds and thousands of years. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, I'd, I'd pay for that, yeah. Okay, it's only 100 quid. So if you've got a spare 100 quid lying around, maybe you don't go out one weekend and you just send your spit to the moon. LifeShip is the name of the company. As I said, it just sounds a bit... Again, I just don't know how safe I feel handing over your DNA to someone. Yeah, it sounds a bit sceptical, but... Imagine, oh, imagine they were doing this, God. Imagine they were doing this to plant evidence and get other people out of crimes. 
<laughs> people out of saliva from people and then there's a crime scene you sneak in and you put a lot of stuff everywhere and go well I'm sorry seriously your DNA is all over the place oh my god actually I never thought about that like I'm sorry seriously but like I know he was holding the gun but you're you're a saliva and you're like no I, I just wanted my saliva in the moon and they're like <laughs> you, what? what are you on about your saliva on the moon sure thing pal <laughs> and you get locked away so just be careful about that <laughs> be careful about that indeed we've talked a lot about robots taking people's jobs well certain jobs you would think of are not going to be taken by robots and one of those I would have thought was pole dancing. But a strip club over in France to celebrate its fifth anniversary has hired two robotic, what would you call them, two robotic strippers to dance in their club for the evening. So, so yeah. robots are able to cling on to a pole, yeah. slut drop on a pole. <laughs> in Not as sexily as, you know, some of those rappers do it. But yeah, um, the... These two robots were made by a British artist called Giles Walker. And just take your stereotypical iRobot robot bodies, but instead of heads, they've got CCTV cameras for heads. They look very freaky. Oh, I want to see these. Yeah, they're very cool. They're very freaky. Would that be of interest to anyone going to a strip club? Not at all. Not at all. So this was obviously a bit of just more of a PR stunt for the strip club. The SSC Club in uh, Nantes over in France celebrating its fifth anniversary last week. And it, it, these two these two sex... No, not the sex robots. These two robo-strippers, for want of a better word, um, were there, invented by that guy, Charles Walker. But he says the reason there is CCTV cameras on their heads, or foreheads, um, he said he wanted the robots to play with the notion of voyeurism. And he's posing the question, who has the power between the voyeur and the observed person. So I, I don't know what's going on. Jesus. So you're perving on them, but the CCTV is looking back at you. Yeah. It's all this talk about society and robots and surveillance. Nah, anyway. You catch cheaters. Um, oh you know, God, yeah, you would. If your cheating on you and he's going to one of these pole dancing places. You would, you would never go in there. It's like, why am I being, why is there a live feed of my face <laughs> going on Facebook right now? This is horrific. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. There was robot strippers who were doing sexy dance moves around a pole over in a club in France. Next story, which I find kind of interesting. I foresee two problems with electric cars, by the way, and self-driving electric cars. One is they will have to obey the speed limit everywhere. Now, I know, obviously, road deaths and road safety is hugely important, but we talked about this before. There's some roads you can't really do the speed limit because it's either too slow. M50 roundabout at Blanchetown, if you're going up that hill, it says you should be at 30 kilometres an hour. It's actually impossible to do that speed and get up in the car safety. Yeah, you're going to cut out. And then obviously some of those country roads that are tiny and really windy are 80 kilometres an hour. Terrifying. Right? So if you were in a self-driving car, they're going to stick to the speed limits of all the roads. So on the motorway, you're going to be crawling, going really slow, and then on these back roads, you're going really fast. The other problem, specifically with electric cars, is you can't hear them. So it's a silent. So especially at lower speeds, you cannot hear the cars on the roads. And that is apparently posing a massive health and safety risk. You know the video that was released of the Lewis when everyone was just walking out in front of the Lewis? Oh, yeah. What and the... part of that was because the Lewis is so quiet and silent. Yeah. So what they're finding is, is that over in the United States, they're bringing in, bringing in a regulation where the cars have to be programmed with engine sounds. But would they not have sensors as well where they're going to sen- sensor a person walking across the road? Oh, oh they will, yeah. But it's still, if it's going 20 or 30 kilometers an hour and someone just steps out right in front of it, they're not going to be able to stop oh, in time. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. And people with who are blind or who have visual impairments yeah. aren't, are at, at an even greater risk because obviously they can't see, but if they can't even hear, yeah. the car is coming along. So they're going to 
uh, forced car companies to program engine noises into the car that sound like old school cars just so people in cities like around Dublin and when they're kind of going slow will be able to hear because if everything's running smoothly you won't be able to hear a thing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great but like obviously it's not going to be for everyone. So yeah, I think that's a good idea. But they're going to be putting in like programmable sounds so you'll be able to customise the sound of your car. And now what Porsche are doing one of their electric vehicles is for an extra 500 quid you can buy the sport sound for your car. Oh, lads. I know, yeah. It's, it's mad, not women it? going to buy that. It's men. Hey, not all men. Hashtag. <sighs> probably mostly all men. Um, That's just sad. Yeah, they call it the electrical sports sound. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, Elon Musk programmed a whoopee cushion into one of his cars. So when you sat in a seat, a fart noise went. So I'm just trying to think. Remember back in the day when MySpace got annoyingly customizable? Yeah. And had different, is that going to be the state with your car? Like, what noise would you have for your car? Um, I'd probably have a... <laughs> No, I'd have a uh, cat purring. Oh, you'd have a cat purring? Yeah. You'd have horse noises? But I can just imagine, right, how annoying is this going to get when cars get so customizable that you can have any sound you want, you can make it look how you want and completely you could completely change the colour of the car while you're going, you'd be changing colours. It's just going to be manky and messy and then you're going to have the sound of your car will probably be like your, your favourite band or something. You know what I mean? They'll have Justin Bieber as the sound of your engine. Oh no, please. He's great and all, but no. You know? Imagine trying to sleep and that's what driving by you. Yeah. No. So that's, what, that's potentially what could happen, but um, let us know what, what would the sound of your car be. Oh, it's seven, six, seven, nine, seven, one, four. It could be cool if you'd have little horsey, horsey sounds. Nay! Nay! <laughs> Is that a first sound? Yeah, seriously, it's available to voice your car sounds if you want. That was uh, a pretty good one. So there you go. That's one of the problems with electric cars is that we won't be able to hear them and you'll think, sure, nothing's coming, I can't hear anything oh to step God. out. We'll all go crazy. Bang, you're dead. Yeah, so we need to have artificial fake car sounds in cities. No, I'm, I I think they should all be the same sound. Okay. You know, just a nice kind of, nice one hum. that people can hear, but not too. Ocean noises that we played last night. Oh, yeah. Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, white noise, actually. Yeah. White noise, yeah, but a loud one so people can hear. Yeah, yeah. a loud white noise. Mm. So that's apparently one of the problems that they're running into at the moment that they mightn't have thought about. This one, I think, is a very, very cool idea, and um, we're going to be maybe seeing this here very, very soon. A algae, al- algae. No, I think it's algae, algae. What's I think the, the it's algae. Algae, algae. How am I? Let me know if you know how to pronounce that correctly. Algae. Algae, algae. So a algae bioreactor has been invented that can suck carbon dioxide out of the air. Wow. As much carbon dioxide as an entire acre of forest full of trees. So they created this small, not small, it's 63 cubic foot box. I'm not sure how much that is. It can take out as much carbon as 400 trees and keep it out of the environment. And it is small, it's compact, and apparently it's going to be... Uh, launched in different cities around the world to be able to take out carbon from uh, densely smoggy, smoky cities. That will be great. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. And they're even thinking about um, what you could technically do is take that algae, algae and harvest it and use it for food as a dietary protein. But then you're going to just excrete it out and then the carbon... Anyway, long story short. But... I've seen these things as well. Some sometimes they have big, massive extractor fans on the tops of buildings that are huge that are there specifically to try and pull out CO two yeah, from the atmosphere. I've seen them. But now they're using obviously the algae, algae thing, and uh, it's it's healthier for us. We we're going to be able to breathe breathe better as well. Yeah. So the company is called Hypergiant Industries, and it uses AI systems to make its newly announced EOS bioreactor prototype. 
and it can, yeah, as I said, it can take up take out as much carbon from a city or from the air as four hundred trees, and it can keep it out of the environment. Amazing, but yeah. we don't want to cut down those cut down those trees. Either. Oh god, yeah, that'd be a problem with it. Well. Yeah. Like, where'd the Amazon go? Yeah. We just got a thousand of those reactors, dude. It's yeah. the exact same. Relax, no. pal. No. But but obviously in densely packed areas like this and where there's not too many trees or too much greenery, a few of them dotted around the place. Yeah, a few of them now in O'Connell Street would be nice, wouldn't it? Grand, yeah. Stick them mm. in the middle of the spire, no one at the end. Uh, glow of green. <laughs> uh, last couple of stories here. One of these uh, this <laughs> one is hilarious. Involves a genetics factory. The last one here though is terrifying. A new study has revealed that dead bodies will move around for up to a year after they die. Oh no, stop. Isn't that terrifying? What? That is terrifying. In the grave? Yeah. So you're you're dead in your coffin and you've been buried. Yeah, you're gone. See you, bye, yeah. And you're still moving, moving around. For yeah. Now I've heard of those things if certain gases are still trapped in your body and certain muscles contract like dead bodies have sat up in the middle of the morgue and stuff like that and just freak people out, which... Can you imagine? I remember seeing my girl that film, and uh, they ran a you know the makeup for for dead bodies, and down in the du- the dungeon in the bottom part of the house, mm. the little girl went down one day and her ball fell down. But she saw that uh, one of them moved, mm. and yet they were still dead. But I remember being terrified. Yeah, it is really really freaky. So an Australian scientist, they uh, a research group, they photographed a man's corpse that had been donated for study. So they photographed it every half hour for seventeen months. Right. And do you know what they found over the time-lapse photo? The arms, he was lying down flat on the bed and his arms were just flat down by his side. Yeah. And by the end, they were stretched out to the side. Ah, stop. As if he was being crucified. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that not terrifying? No, that's a horror film. Yeah. Now, it, apparently it's just what happens when uh, the body starts, the ligament starts stiffening up or the body decomposes and they're pulling on different things. So it gradually will move and move and will will twitch as the body is decomposing over time. And hence you have certain movements, blah, blah, blah. But I just think that's terrifying. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. I would yeah. not like to be on my own at but, night. And I know there's, there's obviously a couple of fairly well-known, fairly busy funeral directors where body, dead bodies are kept. I mean, if you work on one, have you ever seen that? No, I don't want to know. Ooh. Keep it to yourself. We don't need to know that information. And imagine that, because I've heard of bodies jerking sometimes. Yeah. Imagine that happened while they were being buried and you just heard a bang from inside the coffin as you were lower, lowering it down. Well, it's happened that people have been buried alive, oh. quite literally. I know, yeah. Or been at their funeral in the coffin and they're alive. Could you imagine that happening? You've just been punked. Imagine. I was like, what? You would bathe the shite out of a oh person who did that God. to you. Wow, that'd be That's horrible. That's something you'd it? love to do. Okay, that's a little far. I don't think it is for you. I think you'd totally do that. Oh, I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. You're sitting there listening to them all crying, doing the readings in the church. Like, this is hilarious. Oh, when will I reveal it? Oh, my God. No, God. Horrible. Final story. This has to be the headline of 2019. Mass, ex- mass explosion of bull semen after fire at genetics lab. Bull, like the bull, like the cows. cows. Yeah. So obviously farmers and stuff, they, in, in an Australian genetics lab, a hundred cryogenic cylinders filled with bull semen exploded and it destroyed like thousands of dollar, dollars worth of semen stock. What was funnier was when the fire brigade showed up and the firefighters showed up they had to protect themselves from projectiles that were flying at them because there was 
lot of flammable liquid in the same place that these were with there and they blew up and obviously started firing bull semen all over the place oh and they had to protect themselves from <laughs> Wait, is this a machine that's getting hit? Uh, um, no, nope. it would be more like the, the samples were kept inside a okay. very cold cylindrical thing and they burst uh, and then the things that were keeping them going some of the tanks of fuel exploded <sighs> behind them just So, it happened at the Yarram Herd Services in Gippsland, which is in Australia. Uh, <laughs> and it just says, one of the reporters over there for WIN News, Gippsland, who was on the scene, said, firefighters were also threatened by projectiles and they had to take cover because, one, there was a hell of a lot of flammable liquid there, there was a hell of a lot of dangerous liquid there, but this whole place blew up. Apparently they lost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of uh, semen stock. That, I think... Again, not not very much up on my farming, but cows and farmers will donate the semen. So later in the year, if they need to artificially inseminate their herd, and you know the cows aren't doing it, that they can successfully do that and have new cows for the next year. God. And they all blew up, so they lost lots. Imagine you drowned in both I semen. know, yeah, it would just be a horrible way to go out. Awful, Imagine, yeah. how was your day, honey? Well, you won't believe this. I got soaked. I got soaked, but there Ugh. you go. Mm, yeah. So one of the stranger news stories that happened in a genetics lab over in Australia, it was in the, uh, the, the Yarram Herd Services. So just be careful. They'll be hard at work from now on. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, they'll need more than just semen donations to get that place up and running again. <laughs> Don't throw the jokes there. Did you come here often? No. no, not really. This is on fire now. Right. Anyway, they were fascinating. That was there disgusting. See, uh, if you see anything else worth of a mention here on Control Alt Delete, any anything mad from the fringes of tech or futurism, whatever it is, we'll cover it. You can at us at underscore room one hundred four. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.